0: We've come a long way through John's Gospel so far. We've learnt that the passage to discipleship is hearing, believing and following. We've seen that Jesus is different because his relationship with God is different. We saw in the story of Nicodemus that we need to be born again. And that this is something that is a work of God, of God the Holy Spirit, and not anything we can do of our own volition. We saw that miracles might actually deflect our attention away from Jesus and onto the miracle itself. And that our attention, our focus, should be on Christ himself. It is he whom we should believe and trust in. We have heard that now is the time to believe, to accept his words. And we've heard that Jesus provides us with an invisible support that will help us survive the hardest of times. Chris said last week, But a common pattern in John is a miracle, followed by an explanation, usually a discourse, of Jesus speaking to the crowd or to the disciples. This is the discourse that follows the feeding of the 5,000 and Jesus walking on the water. it also builds on all those previous chapters where we saw Jesus meeting and providing for people in a loving, caring fashion. Wine at the wedding in Cana, explaining God's fatherly love to Nicodemus, I drew out the idea of being born again. And we, when we think of that, we might think of Nicodemus as being rather foolish. But we lose sight of the fact that the next wonderful verses are spoken to Nicodemus. And what were the next most wonderful verses? John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son that those who believed in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And after that, we saw Jesus speaking to the Samaritan woman by the well. The hated, despised Samaritans. And Jesus included her and them, by extension, in God's promises. I tell you, he said, the time is coming when you will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Not we will worship, you will worship. The Samaritans as much as the Jews. In healing the official son, healing the cripple by the pool, it is all a story of caring, of love, of consideration. Jesus was constantly reaching out in love to those in need. But quite a few times, we saw a response to Jesus, especially to the miracles, that wasn't one of believing and accepting. The woman by the well, she didn't understand the living water when Jesus offered it. She said, well, how can you draw water? You've nothing to draw with. He had no jar, he had no string, the well was deep. How could he get the living water out of the well? Nicodemus didn't understand how he could be born again. How can I be thrust back into my mother's womb? Like the woman by the well, he's taking this all very literally. And Jesus says to Nicodemus, if you don't understand when I speak of earthly things, how will you understand when I speak of heavenly ones? And that's what's happening here. The crowd have seen the miraculous feeding of the 5,000. But somehow they failed to see that it pointed, that sign, it pointed to Jesus. Here is God on earth. They just saw the bread, a good meal. And Jesus urges them. He says, don't work for food that perishes. Isn't it appropriate that today we've been asked to bring non-perishables? Do not work for food that perishes. But for food that abides to eternal life. All they could see was a good meal. And here again you see, he's shifted from talking about earthly things, the food that perishes, to heavenly ones. And again they haven't followed him. They haven't made the jump. What is this work? What is this work? Do not work. And here is an idea that we might find a little strange. We're quite used to opposing the idea of works and faith. But Jesus here says, the work that God asks of you is to believe. It is faith. Jesus is saying, faith itself is a work. He's blended two notions. And now the Jews break in. Moses gave us manna from heaven. Are you greater than he? And we might remember the woman at the well. She said, This well was dug by our forefather Jacob. Are you greater than he? Jesus again is being challenged by the Jewish tradition. But he doesn't resist it. He raises the stakes. He says, yes. Moses brought the manna from heaven, but it was really from heaven, from God. You are not to work for that food which perished. The manna had to be gathered every day. Next day was no good. Now you have the true bread from heaven. And what is the true bread? It is God come down from heaven, giving life to the world. And now, just as the Samaritan woman said, give me this water. And you think, well, great. But then she says, so I don't keep having to come back to the well to draw more. She's still stuck on earthly water. They say, give us this bread. And they're thinking about the next meal. And Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. It is the Father's will that everyone who believes in me shall have eternal life. And then the Jews began to grumble. Isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? Remember where we were with that. First impressions. Once we've decided who somebody is and what they are, it's difficult to shift. And there they were. They knew Jesus. They'd seen him as a small boy, a young man. They knew who he was. He wasn't the son of God. He was a very naughty boy. But he was. And they just couldn't shift their belief. And Jesus said, I am the bread. And this repetitive, he says it again and again and again. I am the bread of life. The one who believes has eternal life. The bread is my flesh which I will give for the world. And the Jews start to argue. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. There's a distinct shift in the language here. Up to now, the Greek word that Jesus has used for eat, estios, just means to eat as I eat my dinner. Now he shifts to a slightly different word, trogo. This is only used of eating fruit and vegetables. It's the way a rabbit eats. This is not eating flesh. So he has actually shifted the ground. He's tried to make them shift their understanding. Because you can't use troglos with flesh. That's just fruit and vegetables. So they ought to be now thinking, just a minute, this doesn't work. We're not really going to eat his flesh, are we? Because we can't eat it like that. Not with that word. They have the hint, but I don't think they are taking it. The other thing about using this word is that it is a, a present continuous. It's not you need to have eaten my flesh. It is you need to eat and continue eating. You need to be somebody who eats my flesh. And then he adds, and drinks my blood. This is an oddity for me. Why would this be strange for a Jew? Drinks my blood. What's the preparation of meat if you want a kosher meal? Every drop of blood has to be drained out. You don't eat or drink blood. So for one thing, that's going to be a bit strange to the Jews it might also remind them of David. David fighting against the Philistines. Bethlehem had been taken. And David says to his strong men around him, his mighty men, Oh, I'm thirsty. I would so like to have a drink from the well at Bethlehem. And the three strong men sneak off through the Philistine lines and bring him back a flask of water from the well at Bethlehem. And he takes it and pours it out on the ground. God forbid that I should drink the blood of these brave men. They risked their life and limb. They would have spilt their blood just to get him a drink of water. Either way, Jesus now is identifying with David Jesus is talking of drinking blood both anathema to the Jews listening they didn't like it and they got indignant and you know what happens when you get indignant you don't really listen to what people are saying and they've made a good start already so why not carry on and now Jesus really is speaking of heavenly things And they're struggling. They're struggling to grasp just what is going on. I am the bread of life. Are we struggling to grasp this? What is this bread? Well, I think I can pick out two strands. As soon as we think of the bread of life, we think of breaking bread, of giving thanks. And giving thanks, don't forget, in Greek, Eucharisteo, Eucharist what we would call communion. This is the bread and the wine in which we remember Christ's body broken for us. Christ's blood shed for us. His great sacrifice. We eat the bread and remember his broken body. We drink the wine and remember his blood shed. Now he is the three mighty men of God breaking through enemy lines to bring us the water of life. It is the will of my Father that none should be lost. For God so loved the world. The bread of life is Christ himself, suffering and dying to bring us life. Life with a loving Father. Secondly, the bread is a reference to manna in the desert, just as Moses God through sorry, just as God through Moses provided the manna in the desert, so God is a loving provider for us. And we've sung with so many things that He provides, so many things that we long for Him to provide. That will come. All those things are God's providence in Christ. And how do we receive it? How do we receive God's blessings? We can kick against it. We can be like the small child in the high chair who sweeps the food off the tray. We can look at the signs and just think they are conjuring tricks. Or we can read them and see what they point to. A loving Father and Christ as Saviour. There are many people today who don't believe in Christ their Saviour. There are many who profess to believe in God or of God but deny Christ. And I said John painted the big picture. So I'm just as I finish going to read you a few verses from the very first chapter from the prologue where John lays out the big picture before he starts this is John 1 verse 10 he was in the world and though the world was made through him the world did not recognise him he came to that which was his own but his own didn't receive him Yet all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. He gave the right to become children of God. To claim a loving father. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Born again through water and the Holy Spirit, born of God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Lord of all, to thee we raise this our thankful hymn of praise.